Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers lost yet another preseason game, this time closer. Uh, and, and the bigger news, way more important than the result, was that LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis were all in the court together. I react to all of that here in a bit. To no surprise, LeBron James and Anthony Davis looked perfectly fine out there. If anything, Anthony Davis has looked really, really good and really bouncy. And, and just in terms of, especially compared to last year, significantly better than, uh, than he did a year ago or a season ago. And so that's been really nice to see. He's been dunking the ball. He's uh, setting screens and rolling hard to the basket. Like the kind of things that make Anthony Davis special. As a player, he is doing those things. So that's been great to see. LeBron James also just every so often he goes on these runs where he just kind of gets sick and tired of the malaise of a basketball game, decides to hit that next gear, and nobody else on the court uh, can can reach that same level, and, and he just kind of takes over. And we saw him do that, and it was nice to see him go to that gear and be able to dominate while in that gear. So that was great to see. Russell Westbrook, however, slightly trickier than that. In terms of the way that Russell Westbrook moved around the court, this was the closest to comfortable that I think we have seen him to this point. He finished the game with 10 boards, those six assists. Uh, unfortunately, he had five turnovers again, uh, but 10 points. So, you know, uh, uh, in in those 28 minutes, a, a pretty Russ, Russell Westbrookian uh, line. I still think he's kind of tentative on his drives, and I think defenses know this. Uh, that's where these turnovers keep piling up, is that he's forcing passes when really what he needs to do is just go out there and, and get his own bucket and force honesty on the defense. So that's that's a balance that I think it's going to take a little bit of time with him to figure out, and it's why I wanted to see them in the preseason earlier so that you had more than... Uh, the, the one or two remaining games that the Lakers have before the regular season starts. Now, it's perfectly fine that the Lakers uh, think they can work themselves through this over the course of the regular season. It is going to be a long, grueling campaign. Uh, my only issue is that I think home court advantage is going to matter, and the Lakers, if they take longer than they envision to figure some of these things out, risk falling down the seating in what is going to be a very competitive Western Conference. In terms of supporting cast, I thought uh, Carmelo Anthony had some moments there where it was clear that the Lakers were trying to get him some of his mid-post touches to kind of reward him for, for trying as hard as he can on defense. But for the most part, I think Melo is, is going to be best served, especially while he's out there with LeBron, Russ, and AD. Just, just go be a floor, a floor spacer in the corner. You're capable of doing that stuff. He's been shooting the ball pretty well uh, from three-point range. Tonight was a, a bit of a, a, a downer night for him going two of seven from out there. Uh, but still, I think that's where he's going to be his most val uh, valuable, most useful offensively for the Lakers. Uh, Kent Bazemore, uh, once again, kind of struggled shooting the ball, very active on defense. And when the Lakers were really kind of moving around out there defensively and really clamping down, it made me think of what I think are going to be kind of the central points of this season. To me, the two questions that the Lakers have to ask, and in short order, is 
Can they defend enough to get on the, out on the break to where LeBron and Russ and AD can just do natural basketball things without having to worry about executing, executing in the half court? The second question that they have to answer is, if they cannot do that, which is, I still think, very much unanswered, and, and, I, and I emphasize unanswered in that they, we don't know. They might be able to. They might not be able to. But if they aren't able to, can the Lakers execute on offense in the half court well enough to make up for what they're losing defensively? And, and don't get this twisted. The Lakers have lost a lot defensively over the last couple of years. They lost Danny Green, uh, who, I don't care what you say about him, was a good team defender. Uh, they lost this last offseason, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Alex Caruso, and Kyle Kuzma. And again, especially with uh, Alex Caruso, if you don't think he's a great defensive player, then you and I just don't watch basketball the same way. And then in the case of Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Kyle Kuzma, KCP, good defender. Kyle Kuzma, league average defender. And, and the Lakers have not replaced those four guys that they have lost over the last couple of years. So if they cannot defend in the way that they have to defend, then where is the execution going to come from? And this is something that we really have to pay close attention to over the next couple of weeks. I talked about this previously here with Russ and LeBron specifically, and it's that we know what habits they have built over the course of their careers. LeBron and Russ have always had the ball in their hands. And so if they are always going to have the ball in their hands, they aren't really accustomed to playing <laughs> basketball without it. We saw it tonight. LeBron caught the ball on a on a swing. One time he tried to make a quick hit to the corner. He threw it way behind Austin Reeves. Another time he he had a a swing and he was wide open and he shot it without hesitation and barely drew iron. This is going to take some time to get used to for both of these guys. The question here is like a, a, a sub question is, is it worth it for them to try to figure out those habits or do you want to just stagger those guys and see if you could, you know, over the course of the season, as they play more together in shorter stretches, can you develop rhythm so that you can go to that pitch where you have Russ LeBron and AD on all at the same time, and they have a rhythm together. So balancing wins versus the process of building what it takes to get more important wins is going to be really central to this season. It's probably going to be the number one thing to pay attention to as these guys figure out how to play together. On a more bright note, Austin Reeves, man. Look at this guy. He finishes the game 27 minutes, 3 of 6 from the floor, 2 of 4 from three-point range, uh, 2 for 2 from the free throw line. He finishes with uh, 10 points, 3 assists, a board, 2 steals, and a block. Uh, again, in those 27 minutes. And he is reaching a point here where his production, his level of play is now impressive separate from the low expectations that we had for this guy heading into these these preseason games. Does this mean that I want to see him in important minutes over the course of the season? Nope. If that happens, then something really, really bad <laughs> happened to the rotation. Uh, but does this mean that can this guy become something serious down the road? 
I could see it. Kind of needs to bulk up a little bit, but but I can see it. All right, now to tidy up a couple uh, newsy items for today. The Lakers uh, signed a two-way deal with uh, Sekou Dumboya from uh, the Detroit Pistons and then kind of the Brooklyn Nets and kind of the Houston Rockets. Uh, He is a project player, not yet 21. He's a long kind of 3-4 kind of player. Played predominantly four when he was still, you know, actually playing in the NBA. Uh, and, And he's somebody who, look, if you have an open two way spot, this is the way that you kind of want to use it, where you can see if you find some upside where other teams have given up. In terms of what he can do for this team, don't hold your breath. Other bit of news from today is that Taylor Horton Tucker underwent surgery on that thumb uh, and is expected to be reevaluated in four weeks. Now, that is shorter than the six to eight weeks they were talking about originally. That doesn't mean that he is going to come back in four weeks and that he might actually come back in that six to eight uh, week range. This is just when they're going to take a look at the thumb to see how it's progressing and see which steps he's going to be able to take a month from now compared to starting that process in six weeks. So uh, I guess kind of good news there, even if the good news comes on the back of just really crap news because you wanted to see Taylor Horton Tucker go through an entire uh, preseason and beginning of the season fully healthy and 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 hopefully grow into the role uh, commensurate with the amount of money that the Lakers paid him. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. In terms of things that you want to pay attention to or or keep an eye out for, uh, Sabrina Merchant and I just recorded I Love Basketball after the Lakers played this uh, last game against the Golden State Warriors, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, We are switching up the week this week. Uh, Aaron Larsoul and I are going to be recording the hook today as you guys are listening to this, and then uh, I will react on Thursday to the game and then Friday, have a really special guest for you uh, who I'm sure you guys are really going to enjoy. So a whole bunch of really fun stuff here on this feed as we get ready for the regular season on the site. Check out all of the, the, the analysis of, of the games uh, and analysis of the news. And until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.